Good defenders and welcome to the most LAFC podcast on earth back for season five of LAFC, LAFC 2.0. We are here in world famous Philomonster Studios in beautiful Burbank, California. And who are the we? Well, I'll talk about the me. You know my voice. I am the scarf, J.R. Liebert, one half of the podcasting duo known as the Defenders of the Bank and sitting just about six feet away from me here at Philomonster Studios is the namesake of the studio himself. You know him from several different ventures. He is the voice of the Ontario Fury, along with his color man, Jonathan Reimer. And of course, he is one Christian Philly Philemon, everybody. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, Ah, uh, you kind of got that all over you there a little bit there, bud. Yeah, this flying embers kombucha, hard kombucha, black cherry drink. It's it a celebration. Like he's on the East Coast kombucha. <laughs> kombucha got me that kombucha. Yeah, we're we're here, defenders. It's our first episode of 2022, and it's crazy. I feel like we haven't done anything in a while. I haven't actually seen this guy in a while because he's been busy molding the minds oh. of the youth of America, where I has been polluting the ears <laughs> of those of the Inland Empire and the rest of the major arena soccer okay. league. Okay, but hold on. You're selling yourself short. My man, Philly, has been burning the midnight oil. He's lit the candle on both ends, if you will. This guy has been everywhere over the last couple of weeks, first and foremost, Philly, tell everybody about your time in Kansas City. It was supposed to be a we thing that unfortunately turned into a you thing. And, and please, it, I mean, look, I was jealous. I saw your post. You were sending me pictures every night. It it just looked like the coolest thing. Tell everybody where you were for like the last week. So we got invited and not me. I mean, we, we defenders did. of the bank True. got invited to participate in the United Soccer Coaches Convention. That It's a convention that is held annually every year. And this time it just so happened to be in Kansas City. So obviously, Jr. and I do not coach because if we coach, we <laughs> would not have a very stellar record. I coach five to seven year olds just fine. Thank fine. You. Fair enough. Fine. Fine. And I'm just talking about me. But we got invited to be on Podcast Row. So it was some of the biggest podcasts in the United States. So we were invited to participate as Defenders, as Angel City Chicks, and as Striking Fury. Would so, I have had to put on like a whole different outfit for that if I did the Angel City Chicks? Maybe, part? but you would have been jealous because Saskia Weber was literally like two booths down. So I, I got to show with her, chatted with Jermaine Jones, got to chat a little bit with Jay Demerit. There were a lot of really cool people here. So Hung cool. out and chatted with Omar, who's now the uh, the goalkeeper coach for the Las Vegas Lights. It was a really cool event. And it started on Wednesday, went till Sunday. I'll tell you this, minus six degrees is very, very cold. <laughs> my body is not used to it. But after dealing with minus six my first evening there, 47 felt like a cakewalk. There you go. Now, I'm not a carnivore Ooh, by any means, but the barbecue in Kansas City really is what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it is dynamite. The, uh, the drink specials were great. And so many, so many things were great. And uh, in addition to that, obviously, I represented the the Major Arena Soccer League as well. Got to go to a couple of meetings there. I hung out with Werner Roth. For those of you who don't know who Werner Roth is, he was the captain of the New York Cosmos during the time period in the NASL where they had Canaglia, Beckenbauer, and of course, Pele. Werner Roth played 15 games with the U.S. men's national team, and he's inducted in the United States Soccer Hall of Fame in Frisco, Texas. And in addition to that, he was also in a movie called Victory back in the 80s starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Sir Bobby Moore, Pele, and a bunch of other people. Werner Roth was the captain of the Nazi team Whoa. in that movie. And um, yeah, 
cool dude. We, we we became drinking buddies. We we had a really good time, and it was an indoor soccer game, the largest and uh, the largest and the first indoor soccer game played in downtown Kansas City, first time in a decade, and that was really neat. Hung out with the commissioners of the league, yep. Keith Tozer and JP Della Camera. JP Della Camera is like a Vin Scully esque. Yeah, he's announcer. one of the voices of American soccer. That's for sure. Yeah, he called the women's night between the men's and World Cup. He's done six World Cups. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, he's done. He did the women's ninety nine team. He's the voice of the Philadelphia Union. Okay, like uh, he's one of the top soccer guys for Fox Sports. So it was a really cool thing being around these people, they knew a lot of them knew who we were on all fronts. And a lot of them were really appreciative for the things we've done. And it was really cool to be acknowledged for all our hard work and efforts to be on the same row with some of the biggest podcasts in the United States really is a testament to the amount of work you and I have done over the course of the past three years. Yeah. And shout out to Araceli for making a lot of that happen as well. I know she was, she was doing so much out there for that, uh, for that conference. I mean, she was everywhere during that thing so if you don't know araceli first of all she is also a sporting kansas city supporter so you know but she what? covers lafc as she, well yeah it's weird she covers lafc and sporting kc who are both in the west and she's a sweetheart man she yeah. took me all around kansas city we hopped on this little trolley car that goes on from one end of the city to the other we went to this farmer's market that's where i had that taste of brazil yeah uh, food. i saw that we went to Beach. union station which is amazing wait uh, you went all the way to union station well, every yeah. city's got a union station <laughs> But one thing I would appreciate, I appreciate it is like they are so gung ho crazy about their Chiefs. Obviously, it's the playoffs, but everywhere you looked, it was Kansas City Chiefs everywhere. But RSL did take me to a brewery that was a very big soccer joint. Nice. And so that was really cool. Like, I, Former New York met Patrick Mahomes's father. Yeah, all the more I mean, reason. Crazy is that? all the more reason to support him unless they play the Rams. Right. Um, but that's I, that. I don't think I said that well at all. Patrick Mahomes' dad was a Met. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what his, his name is also Pat Mahomes. So, so what I'll tell you is yeah. this. I think it's late July. Late July. LAFC heads out to Children's Mercy Park to yeah. play SKC. That's in the summer, baby. That's a trip worthy of taking. I loved Kansas City. Even though I hate the cold, I still had a good time. Kansas City, dynamite town. For and sure. thank you, RSLA, for taking me all over. Yeah, it's it looked and sounded like an incredible time, man. Super jealous. You've also, by the way, been burning the midnight oil out in Ontario, California, not Canada, Ontario, <laughs> California. Uh, obviously, Philly and our buddy Jonathan Reimer, who's over at Shoulder Shoulder, they are the one-two combination. Philly does the play-by-play. Jonathan is color there for Ontario Fury. And it's it's been a, a bit of a topsy-turvy season for you so far out there in Ontario, I think it's safe to say. It, it has been. I mean, we've played a lot of games against last year's defending champion, the San Diego Soccers. Uh, but a team that beat you guys yeah, to win that championship. Yeah, I mean, a team that we haven't historically been very successful against. I mean, they are 24-8 and eight against us all time. Wait. But if they're the best team and we keep battling the best team in right? these tightly contested matches, I mean, they won 9-3 last night against Tacoma. Right. I mean, it's a really good, they're, they're being battle tested. What I'm proud of, what I'm proud of when I look at the numbers for the uh, for the views on the epi- on the uh, on the games, our game against Chihuahua, a team that's from Mexico, the first time they, they had their inaugural season. Like Savage. Our numbers are are solid, among the best in the league. And when we were in Kansas City, like I was getting high fives from owners from different teams. Yeah. Shelly from the St. Louis Ambush, Tommy Tanner from Utica City, Elaine from the Tacoma Stars and the Kansas City Comets. We got compliments from Phil Salvaggio over at San Diego. Like They really enjoy what we're doing. And honestly, like, yeah, I've been, I haven't been getting much sleep. I call a game on Sunday. I call a game on Tuesday. At some point I might sleep between then and now. Um, if it's any consolation, you don't look any older. 
I mean, I, I, cert- I certainly feel it. I mean, I was a zombie <laughs> today in the press box of Vega California Stadium. But we, now would be a good segue to yes. actually transition to that because this is not an indoor soccer hey, podcast. I just wanted to make sure that everybody out there, the millions. <laughs> uh-huh. First time this year. There and is. millions. Yeah, I wanted to make sure they all knew what you have been up to, my friend, because you are one of the hardest working people in soccer right now, especially in that indoor game. I mean, it is unbelievable. So <laughs> I just wanted, wanted to make sure you got your props. Besides, next week is going to be all about your wife anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So we just want to <laughs> make sure we got we got you out there. Give you some you time, Philly, because I, you know I what? You deserve that. it, buddy. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have, for, for those of you that didn't join us for the last episode, Panda Panda got a roadcaster for Philomonster Studios, and we have yet to program uh, the the eight buttons into something other than the standard that comes with it. But you know, we've got a a laugh track and a womp womp. Well, well, I got one that really could have benefited us well in season one. Uh-oh. Uh, this is just season a, a, one. Yeah, yeah. This is a dramatization. And now a word from our sponsors. Ah, the crickets. We hey, we <laughs> manually inputted those crickets first year. We certainly did, but there now we got go. sponsorships on the horizon. Yes. People have been contacting us. Yes, uh, it's been a good thing. So hopefully, this is going to be financially the most lucrative one in the history That's, of Defenders it, of the it, Bank. It has to be. So uh, let's let's get into a little bit of this day in LLC history. I'll tell you why it has to be real quick. <laughs> because since we're an LLC, we file taxes. Yes. If we uh, if we don't show any profit in th- out of three out of five years, the IRS will consider us a hobby as opposed to a business, and we won't get any of the other benefits. Yeah. There you go. So we didn't make any money last year. My man, if we don't make any money. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into this day in LAFC history. Uh, This is one of the things that we like to do on all of our pods. For those of you that are joining us for the first time here in season five of LAFC, first of all, welcome. We are going to be doing episode 180 that we'll be putting out soon after this. It'll be kind of a a reintroduction to Philly Scarf, Defenders of the Bank, and everything that we do on here, along with a ton. And we mean a metric black and gold ton of news and notes that has gone on for the last couple weeks or so. But this episode is going to be all about our first preseason match of LAFC 2.0 season five, uh, our familiar foes in the preseason. However, the new England revolution, but on every podcast we do this day in LAFC history, and it's almost Philly going back to our old birthdays that we used to do that uh, the fans didn't like it all that much. So it we took it out. It was fun, though. It uh, was. For me. We had fun. They hated it. So you know what? We we acquiesced. Uh, it's that line from uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Tell her I disinclined to acquiesce to her request. I, I, I got an idea. If somebody no. if somebody DMs us the last episode, because I don't know and I don't really want to go when back to the, the archives. When we did the birthdays. If somebody can <laughs> DM us the last episode that we did that in, we will send you a free Defenders of the Bank something or other. It could be a pin. I was going to say, what do we have scarf. left right now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You've got the inventory. I don't even have a scarf anymore. I, I gave all of my LA, all of my Defenders of the Bank scarves away. I think I, yeah. the last game of the season, I forget exactly who it was, but somebody was like, Philly, I love your pod. I'm like, Take my scarf. And now I realize <laughs> and I don't have any scarves. he pushed me at him. And I was like, no, no, he doesn't mean me. He means the actual Well, I tried scarf. to lift you up when they said, you did. You, you definitely tried to lift me up today. That was fun. We were in the press box. So a couple of birthdays today. It's this date in LAFC history. Yesterday, happy birthday to the original number two for LAFC, <laughs> our favorite, Jordan Hart. I didn't mean it like Who that. Who does number two Not work like for? that. Like he actually wore, Jordan, we know you listen to the podcast. No, but it's you know funny. what we meant. Kim, you know we love your husband. Come on. The original number two, Jordan Harvey, which every time I mention his birthday, it still reminds me that he's younger than me and so much more successful at this point. Born on January 28th, 1984. 
Happy birthday to Jordan Harvey. More on our new number two <laughs> later on in the I can't not giggle. Later on in the I just podcast. Think Austin Powers, Manic. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh happy birthday, by the way, to Pat. Avilas. Hey, it's Pat's birthday today. We are recording this Saturday, January 29th, and it is a airplane on the clock, 747. Happy birthday to Pat. Born on the 29th. We don't have the year because that may be lost to history. He is a mythical figure throughout the land of Los Angeles, so we're not sure how old Pat is, but if you're around Pat, give him a hug, wish him happy birthday, or just give him a fist bump. It's the time of COVID, so we don't know what you're into. We're huggers, but that's okay. We've also both had COVID already, so there you go. Tomorrow, Fact. on January 30th, 1992, it's the birthday of Omar Gaber. Who the is that guy? No, no, no. He was probably actually the biggest connection from Bob Bradley to LAFC. You're not wrong In there. our inaugural year. But he didn't even last a quarter he of a season. He didn't really last all that long. He was, and, and actually, look, I feel bad for the guy. He was he was dreadfully homesick when he was here in LA. So they, oh, I'm in Los Angeles listen, making listen. more money than I ever have in my life. It is oh, way, God, what was It me? is what way is different when you're coming from Egypt. It's a whole different thing. Look, it's a, it's a common thing in professional sports where people to be homesick so we, we shipped omar gaber i say we as if i had anything to do with it they shipped omar gaber to pyramids fc sometime through our first season but happy birthday to omar gaber and on the 31st rounding out our this day in lafc history january 31st 2019 lafc and japanese league one side Vissel kobe go at it at bank of california stadium david via lucas Podolsky and Andres Iniesta. Are you kidding me? Taking the pitch at Bank of California Stadium against Carlos Vela and company. And it was a whooping that LAFC put on Vissel Kobe 4-1, two goals. That's called a brace for all the cool kids by Carlos Vela. Dayan Yakovic, who just recently announced his retirement. More on that in episode 180, scores the third goal. And Kevin Mendoza. Who? Kevin Mendoza scores the fourth goal for LAFC. He was a 2019 draft pick who was cut right after the game. That's talk, right. He talk scored. about highs and lows. <laughs> it's like, I scored. I'm going to make the team. I scored <laughs> against I Andres Iniesta's team. I scored against David Villa's team. I, I, I'm cut? What? Oh. Okay. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Kevin Mendoza. We know you do listen to the pod, and we do miss you. That was we reported. That was a sad report right after the match when it was like, and Kevin Mendoza has been released. It was like a one little line at the end of LAFC's little blurb in the uh, press box there. So, uh, unfortunately, Kevin Mendoza got cut, but a four-one win, and that was our second ever international friendly. Of course, Borussia Dortmund coming the year before, but Philly. I, I don't want to tell this story one more time. I just want to tell it one last time before we get into all of the preseason recap fun against New England Revolution. Philly and I, the, what is it, the day after or the day before? I don't remember. Where we went out and, and we went down to Carson and Vissel Kobe was having an oh, open yeah. scrimmage. It was, after. It was after. after, right? They were having like an open scrimmage practice thing where they played three 30-minute little mini matches against or maybe it was 45 minutes something i don't know what it was three it was three little mini matches that they played against carson out on the the practice pitch that's right next to the digs out there and and we got to go and it was a it was a relatively sparsely attended affair but what you signed up for what you got to to do is you have a little meet and greet 
with all three of the legends that I just mentioned, David Villa, Lucas Podolski, and Andres Iniesta. And Philly had Philly had to go to the restroom. Like right after the match ended, it rained, it was cold. That was when Alex Morgan was like sitting right behind us. Yeah, that's it, right. It was really cool, but it, it was cold. It, was, it never rains in LA and it rained for like three quarters of the scrimmage practice thing that they had. And Philly hauls it over because you know why put porta potties near where you're actually going to be they literally had to open up the bathrooms at the stadium so you had to run from the practice pitch over to the stadium and back i mean i basically walked from the digs to bank of california stadium that's how far it it seemed it was ridiculous and and look i'll say this philly and i and i i because of philly uh we became fans or i became a fan and philly was already a big fan of the the ego, the grandeur, the personality that was one Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Look, I hated him when he was playing for the Sashes, and, and I, I hated that part of it all. But look, anybody and everybody out there, you know what we're talking about when we say the league does not get players the caliber of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So when you get to see a player who was once the third best footballer on the planet behind Messi and Ronaldo. At one point, yes. It, it is an unbelievable thing to be able to see. So we went down there because not only Philly... Were we seeing Zlatan and David Villa and Andres Iniesta? Who for me it was Iniesta. That was that was all I needed to see. But one of your your uh, Demeinschaft heroes for the World Cup team there, Lucas Podolski, and so they were doing a meet and greet, and and those three players for Vissel Kobe were taking forever to go through the line, and yet all the way down at the beginning. Signing for every so he must have signed for fifteen hundred to maybe two thousand people there that day was Zlatan. And I knew Philly really wanted his autograph. And so these guys are coming by and I had two different pictures. So I was having one sign for Philly and one sign for me of the three players. The great photo that Imad took of David Villa, Andres Iniesta, and Lucas Bolsi. I'm actually staring at the one here in Philly Monster Studios right now. Yep. In front of the 3252. It's an incredible picture. And, and so I had them each sign that for Philly. But I knew he wanted Zlatan's autograph. And so I'm, yeah, I see Philly like a little dot in the distance. That's how far away he was. And people thought I was crazy. I'm like, Philly! Philly Zlatan's Philly! I'm losing yeah. my mind. And so he finally hears me and like breaks into a relative sprint. And, and it was just as he was leaving, Philly got there in time to have him sign the back of that picture. And, and that's how you got Zlatan's autograph. Yeah, and, it was cool, man. And like, that's my story. I mean, look, you can say what you want about the guy. Yes, the fact that he donned a Galaxy jersey is quite disgusting and despicable. But yeah. we all know, had he been black and gold, he would oh. have been, been a, a god in our world. It would have been exciting to see him there. So to me, again, him wearing a Galaxy kit made, I mean, disgusted me to the core. But I loved him when he was on United. I'm obviously a United supporter. It was fun watching him at PSG. It was fun seeing him go from Milan to Inter. It was fun seeing him. I have his Ajax jersey yep. in my closet. And obviously, who will ever forget that bicycle kick he had from like midfield when he was a member of Sweden? <laughs> Sweden yeah. Look, if you don't, you can hate the guy all you want. But you, you can't deny the fact that he was, without a doubt, one of the more exciting players to have picked Absolutely. up this game that we've ever seen in recent history. So from that perspective, a lover of the game, I respected him. The fact that he was on the Galaxy made me sick. But at the same time, the rivalry was never more exciting than it was us battling against him. He was the perfect villain. And for him, I mean, what a douche. I mean, he takes out (laughs) an article in the LA Times, like, LA, you're welcome. I mean, that's... That's hilarious. It's hilarious. It creates a good storyline, and it's the perfect villain, and you need a villain in the world of sports. There has to be a good guy and a bad guy. 
And he took on that role quite well, and, and it was fun we, seeing him play. And we sent him packing from MLS. Yes, we did. And that is the best part. There's a plaque right behind Scar. Yep. My father-in-law sent me this. It is a plaque indicating the scoring line and a remembrance of that 5-3 to three win at Bank of California Stadium to propel us to the Western Conference Finals. I don't have that plaque because that plaque I would rather throw in the trash because we know what <laughs> happened there. But that is the story there. It was amazing. All right. So, and I'm the one, by the way, that said this would be a shorter episode. So let's get right in. I mean, when you right told in. me this, I knew you were lying. Let's get into the preseason first match of the Steve Chirundolo era Philly New England Revolution yet again for the preseason. Bruce Arena. We know Bruce Arena has a place here in Los Angeles. He must not want to leave Los Angeles to head to Boston until he absolutely has to at the start of each and every year. Last year, LAFC and the Revolution played a couple times to two different draws. And this year, Philly, it would be no different. But Philly, many things were different coming into this match again. The first match of LAFC 2.0, the Steve Chirundolo era. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're starting a season without Bob. It's crazy to think that there's so many players from our inaugural roster that are no longer here. If you look on the rosters, the rosters, like there's multiple. If you look on the <laughs> roster, it's Carlos Vela and Latif Blessing. That's it. And we did see Jordan Harvey wearing LAFC gear. Jordan Harvey is not a player anymore. He's out of contract. He's not signed. Right. It hasn't necessarily been confirmed yet. And if it has, I haven't seen the news. But not. the speculation is that Jordan Harvey will be in some way, shape, or form tied to LAFC, whether it was directly on Chirondolo's coaching staff, whether he's doing stuff with the youth academies, whether he's a scout. Either way, it looks like he's sticking around. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, he doesn't but, have his jersey number either. No, but we, we thought we saw a Bob Bradley sighting. That's we the did. security guard. We uh, did. He <laughs> going, looks a lot like Bob. And we also saw Laurent Simon uh, we did. doppelganger we today. We saw short Laurent Simon. It was kind of fun. We saw a lot of different players from uh, seasons past. Yeah, gone is Bob and on comes Steve, of course, the Bundesliga and U.S. men's national team legend now running the sideline for the black and gold. Also gone, Philly, Kenny Arena. I see Cincinnati in of the house. Of course, not able to hang out with his dad today on the, uh, on the pitch. And Mike Sorber. Joining I mean, Bob in Toronto. Jeez, that's a... Uh, but you know who's still here? Who's still here? Ante. Ante Razov still here, one of the few 100 goal scorers in MLS history. And guess who's back? Back it's again. Mark Dos Santos. Hey, buddy. Welcome back. Interesting. Could it be yeah. that, you know, the reason why Maxime Cripo is here might have something to do with Mark Dos Santos? I don't know, but the speculation is certainly there. And and what's going on with our goalkeeper coach? We haven't heard anything. of Actually, we literally we haven't heard anything official about Zach Abdel, but there have been lots and lots of rumors of a new keeper coach once the Keeper coach over at Philadelphia Union, so we're gonna wait. Oh no 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 no! That's 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 a that's fact. official, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. But where's Zach Abdel? No one. Can we get the guy a press release? LAFC, tell us what's happening with Zach. Fair enough. But we have an Eintracht Frankfurt legend, a guy who was Dude, featured right? four hundred plus matches, right? For uh, for D Adler, which means like the uh, you know the the Eagles in in German. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, he is. You should have seen like his his bye bye match. The entire they called it the Waldstadion when I was there. I think it's Commerce Bank Arena right now, but. I mean, he was beloved at Eintracht Frankfurt. So it was really cool to get a guy of his caliber here yeah. at LAFC. And like you said, he was recently with the Philadelphia Union. And we're going to talk a ton about that in episode 180. Again, we're going to be filling you in on a lot of the news and notes that you might have missed over the last few weeks for LAFC. Also gone, of course, is El Profe, Edward Atuesta, who has begun the Palmeiras chapter of his career. January 23rd was his first minutes. He subbed into the match in about the 63rd or so. 
And just today, by the way, January 29th, he made his first start and played the full 90 for Palmeiras, who are undefeated since acquiring Edward Atuesta. But more on that again I just realized on episode we, 180. Yeah. I just realized we didn't even say who the goalkeeper coach's name was. Oka Nikolov. <laughs> yeah, Oka Nikolov. That's right. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. How do we talk about the guy and not mention a name? Oh, well, you're the uh, Bundesliga correspondent. I don't want that title, nor do I want that pressure. I mean, you guys ask me about fight the Bundesliga stuff as if I'm an aficionado. The only thing I can tell you right now is that St. Pauli is yeah. making a good run for the Esta Bundesliga. Other than that, I, I look, I know things. I don't know a lot of things. I'm not as well-versed in the Bundesliga as I once was. I know MLS more, and I certainly know MASL more than I do Bundesliga. But, Philly, you are as good once as you ever were. Thank you, Toby Keith Scarf. That's right. Uh, again, uh, Diego Rossi gone. He's at <laughs> Fenerbahce, and he doesn't have his jersey number. Number nine has right. now been taken. Well, Ends well, that controversy. Right? And, and we did mention Jordan Harvey. While LAFC 2.0 is in full swing, a few key players would not make their black and gold debuts today. Maxime Cripeau, who even MLS Soccer, that's Major League Soccer, soccer Soccer.com, says is the third best keeper in MLS. He would not make his debut as he is with the Fighting Canucks of Team Canada. Playing tomorrow against the USA. That's right. Playing tomorrow against USA. The same Uh, time the Rams are playing the uh, (laughs) the Niners. The same time the Ontario Fury are playing the Tacoma Stars. Uh, And you'll be there in Ontario calling the match. Yeah. We'll be missing something that I've had season tickets for and spending an awful lot of money. That's right. But Panda's going. Hopefully playing in that match, really, the U.S.-Canada match will be Kellen Acosta, one of our midfielders that we brought in in the offseason. That would be incredible if we get both Maxime Cropeau and Kellen Acosta playing in the World Cup this year. I think, what, Steven Betashore, Carlos Vela, one of the few players, two of the few players to uh, to actually represent their squads in the World Cup for mm, LAFC. Walker Marco Arenas. Oh, Marco Arenas, that's right. That's right, that's right. Uh, so they would not play today. Neither would Ilya Sanchez or Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. So we'll have to wait and see them on the pitch at the bank. Eddie Segura still working his way back to 100%. Latif Blessing. Watching the match amongst the people today. That was pretty cool to see Latif Blessing there in the front row. Neither Chiqui Palacios nor Jose Cifuentes were available for the match as well. And to complete the formalities, we also wouldn't see Eric Duenas, Julian Gaines, or Mohamed Traore today who are already under contract with LAFC. And we have a third goalkeeper for today whose last name is also Romero. Thank you for that, LAFC. Number 99. Abraham Romero, he did not play today. He is a trialist with the club and not under contract. I'm going to say it how Philly says it, even though he says he doesn't say it this way anymore. However. I swear you've been saying that way more than I have. I do, only because I hear you say it every now and then. So now I have to make it a thing for you to say. Philly, plenty of players would take the pitch for LAFC today. 25 different players in total. And while it was a little tougher because of the lack of names or recognizable faces, really, on the jerseys, at least LAFC Philly had numbers on the back of their jerseys. I can't believe we were looking at a game where half the teams, where half the people on the pitch didn't have any any roster numbers, as if it was going to be easy to spot Tommy McNamara from way <laughs> up in the press box. But despite that, however, as you like to say... <laughs> LAFC, we did see their numbers. It's got to be one of our buttons that we program. <laughs> yes, seriously. So in between the pipes, there is no Tomas Romero there. We have John McCarthy, and I'm going to call him Miami McCarthy because, yeah. well, that's where he came from. And he actually had a pretty decent first half, he if did. I do say so. We had number two, not Jordan Harvey, nope. but Franco Escobar, who I will say was, to me, the oh, most impressive player on definitely. the pitch. More on that later. Yep. We had 
sporting number three as opposed to 94, Jesus David Murillo. We had number 25, formerly last season, well, part of last season from NYCFC. And I wonder how much he missed being on that team because NYCFC did pull the MLS Cup. Does he get a ring? I wonder. Probably not. It's not like he spent enough time there like like Nomar did in Boston when he left. But he did play there during the year. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know. We'll have to ask Sebastian. So Sebastian Ibiaga, Marco Farfan, Kim Moon-Hwan playing midfield, by the way. Yep. Danny Chrysostomo, Chrysostomo. Here we go again. I, I mean, as a trialist, though, he's not on contract. We Correct. were under the impression that he was no longer here, <laughs> uh, but he's a trialist. So we have to you know, figure out how to correctly pronounce his last name. Pancho Janela, they freed him. On our roster report, oddly enough, yes. and if you were reading in between lines, this would have been something that might have given us clues. Yes. Not listed numerically on LAFC's preseason <laughs> roster. Number, I don't know. Brian Rodriguez. Obviously, he's number 17, but for whatever reason, LAFC didn't number him on the roster. It was crazy. Yeah, that was a little weird. Uh, and number nine, and no, I don't mean Diego Rossi, oh, Chicho so Arango, weird. and looking very fit, much more fit than he did at the beginning of last season, our captain, Charlie Candle himself, Carlos Vela. Yeah, and and again, for Steve Trundolo, Philly, a traditional 4-3-3. You mentioned it. Kim Moon-Wan playing in the midfield. We also saw that in the second half with Christian Torres, number 21, a traditional striker, playing more in the midfield as well. For New England and the Revolution, no Teon Buchanan, who is now in Bruges, playing with Club Bruges. No Matt Turner, who, of course, is with the U.S. men's national team, but will soon, in the summer transfer window, be at Arsenal clown shoes. My only question Which means is, he'll get loaned out to like, that's exactly Birmingham. <laughs> who, who is he going to get loaned to so he can get some burn like Zach Steffen? Where did Zach Steffen go on loan from Manchester City? Oh, it's going to uh, bother Fortuna me. Dusseldorf. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that's exactly right. For see you are look at you doing the Bundesliga. I might know a there thing or go. two. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Matt Turner. We saw Matt Turner absolutely kick our butts last year. That guy is so good and so much fun to watch. So. In goal, my name is Earl. That's right, Earl Edwards Jr. for Jason the Bruce Lee? Arena. No, no, no. Oh. Bruce Arena's fighting revolution begin with Earl Edwards Jr. in goal. Andrew Farrell, the gross Omar Gonzalez, formerly of the <laughs> Galaxy. Brandon By, Dewan Jones, Wilfred Captoon, Matt Polster. As the scoreboard said, Gil Carls, but it's actually <laughs> Gil Charles. Good old Gil Charles. It's Carls Hill. Uh, rounding out the lineup is Arnor Troustison. And, dude, this guy is. Bad news, Gustavo Bo, who really didn't have an effect on the match today. But a player that 3252 is growing to love to hate, Adam Buxa, rounds out the lineup for New England and Philly. First minute of the match, there it is, the start of LAFC 2.0. Pretty trippy, considering the fact that, it, I don't know, for me personally, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we were at the bank. Yeah. But then again, I've never stopped working. Uh, so <laughs> to me, I feel You're like... You're Troy Polamalu, never not working. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every day's bleeding into another day. So not only is this our first time back in the bank, obviously in a little while, it won't... I mean, we're going to be back in the bank quicker than we know. So right? yeah, first minute, there's about four minutes worth of action that we don't see anything. But five minutes in, Chicho... 
bangs one off the post off of a feed from Carlos Vela. And I will say this. Yes. Those two connected substantially and quite well. The chemistry oh, between wait. the Colombian and the Mexican superstars yep. are, are, are going to be very good. Hopefully they could keep this up. Uh, but obviously, you know, within our notes, please don't let that be a harbinger of things to come because there is nothing more frustrating than getting so close to scoring a goal and, and, and not having it done. We could talk about tactics all we want. Obviously, like we could talk about it on 110. Yeah. They're really good ideas. But bottom line is I'm with the millions. And millions. This is a year where results need to happen. It doesn't matter how they get created. It For doesn't sure. matter what the deal is. Like W's need to happen because there's a lot of people's jobs on the line, in my opinion. I'm still remaining cautious. I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm just <laughs> cautious. Yeah, that's where you're going to hear a little bit of difference from the start of the season between Philly and I. And I got to say, when it was one nothing for quite a while into this match, all I could hear is Philly. You know, I was like, oh, man, if Philly's going to be right, this is going to be really interesting. We'll see what happens. But you know what? I don't want to be right. I'd rather you be right. I know you don't want to be right. I am remaining optimistic. I think good things are going to happen with Steve Cherundolo. However, nothing really happened for about 14 minutes of the match. And then in the 19th, Sebastian Ibeaga. And this was the, the theme a couple of times here in the match of a player just not being able to get on the end of a free kick just high or just wide. This time it was Sebastian Ibiaga in the 19th minute, and it was a fantastic free kick by Carlitos. We will talk about another great free by Carlos a little bit later in the half. 22 minutes into the match, and Philly, I I mean, I looked at you, and, and we were talking about Franco Escobar just being everywhere. We got a text from our buddy Ben, Relentless Ben, who was there with his daughter, and he said the same thing to us kind of at the same time. Oh, my God, Franco Escobar is everywhere. And, Philly, I will say, and I've talked to several supporters for the Atlanta United who are just devastated that they no longer have who is now our number two Franco Escobar out there on the back line. I mean, he's certainly an upgrade to that back line. Uh, obviously, once we have a, a fully healthy Eddie Segura, that's going to be a good thing. But to see him be on one end of the back line to the other, I mean, he was like, I don't know. I, I mean, if you want to make that comparison, kind of like a Latif in the back line where he basically is everywhere. He's oh, not sticking to his assigned position. Like, you don't know whether he's a left back or a right back or a center back. The dude was literally he, everywhere. He came all the way across the pitch on the attacking third side. of It was it was unreal, man. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, the kids got energy, obviously, wanting to make an impact amongst the 32-52. This, well, the spares 32-52. I, I can't imagine we had more than like four or 5,000 people at Bank of California Stadium. Uh, mainly open to season ticket holders, by the way, in case you were wondering. And filled up towards the end there i mean look when i say it filled up they only opened what is that the the east end the first bowl of the east end and and by the end of it we probably had what two thousand people in 3252 somewhere around there in the north end it was, I, I couldn't tell it was you close. it was close and, and philly just when our back line starting to gel in the 25th minute i guess i guess jesus Mario wanted to take an early shower i don't know it was a pretty blatant handball from what I understand. It was it was on the opposite side of the pitch. It was a little hard to see and it happened so fast, but a straight red for Jesus David Murillo in the 25th. Yep. And, uh, you know, you'd think we would go a man down. Um, <laughs> you would think that. And we, think, and we did for like seven minutes. Yeah. And then as per, and the only reason we're referring to this is because we read the tweet. Right. As per the New England Revolution's tweet, they, uh, they decided that they would allow... Thank you. LAFC to have uh, a, a, a full lineup. Right. So and, what, what? obviously, like, what? <laughs> and, what? And from what I understand, Philly, the only reason why we didn't bring a player right on in the 25th minute is because at that time, I don't know, no one was expecting to have to go out of the game, so no one was warming up. So all of a sudden, you see Mamadou Fall sprint over to where we have all those little cones and flags and drills and everything, and he got some orange wedges and all kinds of stuff, and, and, and what? 
seven minutes go by. And, and Philly, really, though, the cool part about those seven minutes, and you mentioned it when you were talking about the starting lineup, that was Miami McCarthy's time to shine, baby. Yeah, Miami McCarthy, absolutely. Um, he made he got several saves over over that time period, and in the thirty third minute, I Eric look up Smith. where he's actually from. Sorry, you go on. I gotta look. No, up no, 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 no. Miami McCarthy sounds like such an awesome name. It he's does. probably from like I don't know, uh, oh, I'll like find Billings, it. Montana, somewhere I'll like not as sexy sounding as Miami. Let's see. But we're gonna oh, stick to Miami oh, hey, McCarthy. What? You're gonna love him. He's not I mean, from Queens, is he's he? He's not from Queens, but he's from a sort of namesake. He's from Philly. Why would I love him? Just because I don't know. It's Philly, you know. No, he, no, Philly McCarthy sounds more like I don't Philly. know, like an industrial like espionage. No, he sounds like person. a mobster from like the 1930s. Hey, did you talk to Philly McCarthy over there? What's going? Uh, I don't know what that. <laughs> sorry, whoever had big to listen Irish to that, Philly McCarthy. Whatever just happened for those of you that had to listen to that accent. I'm sorry. I don't know what it was. I don't know what country it was supposing to Mi- be. Mi- Miami McCarthy. That was awful. So yep. I guess we're calling him. <laughs> we're Mi- calling him Miami McCarthy. Miami McCarthy. Why? Why not? Oh, he's born on the Fourth of July, by the way. How oh, American is a, that? That was a Tom Cruise oh, movie back it. in the day. Oh yeah, really good. But uh, Grisham, right? Jack. Uh, what's the name? Todd. John. John. John Grisham novel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, are we? I am. I am like. ADD squirrel. No, 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 right no. Now. So we're in preseason mode. And you know who else is in preseason <laughs> Eric mode? Smith. Eric Smith, our public address <laughs> announcer, also in preseason mode. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't get the times right. He didn't get the times right for anything that happened. He was always one minute off. Uh, I don't think, Philly, he knew. He, I don't know if he had a roster for the New England Revolution because it wouldn't How? have mattered. <laughs> coming, uh, coming out of the lineup, wearing gray. The, where, the guy with no number. The guy with the hair and the black shorts and the gray tank top right. Oh, man. Sleeves. Let's talk about that real quick. Quick, two seconds. LAFC black top, great by the way, great training kit. I want to, I want to cop one of those. Those are really nice. No, no sponsor on the front. So Nectar, you got to talk to somebody about that. But numbers on the back, at least white numbers, white stripes, black top, black shorts. New England Revolution, dark gray with black shorts. Did anybody look ahead or like consult a fashionista or something going on here? Like, could we just get two different colors next time? Come on. But but just just put. Freaking numbers, just numbers. On, on the That's back of the jersey. Look, there's certain players we can pick out. Adam like, Yeah, he was one. Gustavo Bo, we can pick out. Sure. Emmanuel Boateng, we can pick out. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tommy McNamara, despite having cut his hair, right. can still pick him out. Right. But not everybody on That's, the New England Revolution could much we it, pick actually. out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so how are we supposed to sit up the there in the press box? The goalkeeper was wearing a different kit. I mean, he looked like he was actually like mid-season ready yes. in terms of like his outfit. Yes. But I mean, they need to do a better job. God, and, that and, was it'd awful. be kind of fun to see, you know, a first preseason game, somebody other than the New England Revolution. Right. We did that last year right? as well. Two times in the preseason last year. I, I have to go back in here. I want to hear, was there a radio call today? Was Dave Denholm out there? Because Dave Denholm could have literally just closed his eyes and said whoever he wanted to, and it wouldn't have mattered out there. The guy already made up a match in his Center back to the midfielder. Midfielder to the striker. Striker back to the center back. Oh, my God. He just scored a goal. The guy with the hair and the shorts and the spikes scores a goal for New England. Right. Uh, so, yeah, 33rd minute, we finally get the announcement that uh, the New England Revolution have allowed Mamadou Fall. It's fall in January at Bank of California Stadium. And, and another kind of lull. I mean, we're talking maybe 10, 12 minutes. Look, LAFC had a couple of runs at it. No big deal. And then New England Revolution, after LAFC had really settled down. And we mentioned, look, we talked about it. It was the John McCarthy show, Philly. He had three or four saves in a run of about eight minutes where we were a man down. And he really kept us in it. It very well could and should have been one or two nothing. But John McCarthy played really well. Yeah, he had four saves. And just 
when we're about to try to get into the half, nil-nil. All right, we'll live to fight another day. We were down to 10 men for seven minutes. It's Adam Buxa who celebrates in front of the 3252. He gave them a little bit of a how's your father, I think, as you like to say, Philly. <laughs> and they got they got their booze ready. I mean, they were definitely not loving Adam Buxa. And look, one nothing right before the half, and you're thinking, all right. This is an interesting start to the Steve Terundolo era. No, no, this reeks of familiarness. Like w- playing and working so hard, coming close on a couple of occasions, only to falter in the final moments yeah. of uh, of a half. Yeah, I mean that seemed way too familiar. But yeah, that's the story. We were just talking about how awesome Miami McCarthy was playing. First half, he had four <laughs> saves. We had three shots on goal. Um, we had six fouls. We had a red card. Uh, not things that were fantastic. The right. New England Revolution, on the other hand, they outshot us uh and more importantly they scored on us so the rest of the statistics don't matter i don't have percentages in terms of passing efficiency i don't have any of that why because nobody cares nobody really took note of that (laughs) the the stats we had were like five notes well nobody i mean look i mean you look at the stats we were given nobody cared clearly no 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 no. it was you know hey look everyone's still in preseason form Clearly, uh, us, the PA announcer. For, oh, my God, Ken, too. Like, I love Ken. And I don't know if it was Ollie that was flying around Bank of right. California Stadium. It was. But, it was Ollie. But not only did, like, uh, Ken just drop the lore, Ollie, like, fell off of the lore and like, got up and flew around the stadium again, missed the lore a second time, and then kind of, like, you know, trounced back. So Look, everybody not, in preseason form. I will not besmirch the name of Ollie. I'm just going to say we love you, no, Ken. I've got love an you. Ollie feather Dude, right okay, behind can me. I, can I just tell you, this is squirrel again. Here we go. It's scarf. Uh, I, I had a thought, by the way. I have ADD. I, no, I, it's, it is on and popping for me right now. So, Philly, as I'm walking, I got there about, what, 15 minutes or so before you did today, and I'm walking towards Christmas Tree Lane, and there was a there was a feather on the ground. It was clearly from one of those dirty rat pigeons <laughs> that hang out right by the bank, and I thought of picking it up and going... Billy has an Ollie feather. I have, <laughs> I have I have Jim the pigeon that hangs out outside the bank. Billy, why, why, look, why Jim? Not like like Felipe the I don't pigeon know. or Paul I, the pigeon. Look, I I, I, the I, pigeon. I try and stay in my lane. Uh, but I, I'm saying this. There, look, I I rarely get jealous of things, and I've said this like three or four times on the podcast now. But if this place burns to the ground, if Philly doesn't Jesus grab, Christ, man, no, I better get no, insurance no, no. money Listen, if you're wishing that. If you and don't, Schmitty better not get hurt if, if you're wishing you don't things grab that me. feather right after you grab Schmitty and make sure Panda is safe, by the way. I mean, Panda, I'm gonna be Panda really would be upset here. I spend more time home than Panda <laughs> That's does. true. I'm just saying, if the place is on fire, grab that damn feather. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Ken, I'm jealous. Thanks. So second half, a few bigger names for New England would enter in the second half. Lots of new players on both sides. Two former gals enter the match. That would be Emmanuel Boateng and AJ Dela Garza. What did you say? Two former what? Gals. Uh, gals. Got gals. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Just, you, you threw me off for a second. No worries. Justin Rennix is a longtime New England Revolution player. And Philly's old flame, Tommy McNamara, back on the pitch. Rockland the, Co- the Rockland County Messi. That's right. Oh, what a great nickname. The <laughs> Rockland County Messi. That is fantastic. For LAFC Philly. It is a complete lineup change. Minus one. It's still fall at the bank. I mean, it looks like the Las Vegas Lights <laughs> roster. I mean, Tomas, with the exception of Tomas Romero, we got Danny Musaski, Cal Jennings, Christian Torres, Trilus, Frank DeRoma. Welcome back, Quadwo Poku. Thank God you're back. Right. Alex Villanueva, who was a trialist, he was originally on 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 uh, Seattle. Mamadou Fall. Okay, he was not a. Well, he was actually a former light. What am I talking about? Yeah. We have Tony Leone, Alvaro Quesada, and Jorge. Yeah, yeah, 
Almaguer. Almaguer. Very good. Almaguer. Almaguer. Oh my God. I don't have any info on him. I hope you do. No, no, no. How about and I'm this? embarrassed to say a- this. LAFC supplied no info on Jorge oh, okay. Almaguer. Thank God. So I, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I, I did okay. do a little bit of a dive. But, and don't forget, by the way, new keeper, Tomas Romero. Uh, so we got, I did say that. That was yeah, the first person you, I named. You may have. I totally, again, squirrel. Squirrel. It is rough right now. Look, we know you guys know Tomas Romero, Danny Masovsky, Cal Jennings. Remember Mahala from back in the day? Christian Torres playing midfield, which I think is kind of cool. But yeah, you mentioned it. Frank DeRoma. He was on the lights last year. He's trialing with the big club, likely going to play with the lights again. Obviously, Alex Villanueva wasn't even on the list that we were given. Nope. Played two games for Seattle last year. Played a whole eight minutes in two matches for the Seattle Sounders. Most of his run coming in the USL with Tacoma Defiance. And the player who I was most excited to see, Philly, out of all of these players was Tony Leone. Tony Leone, who wears number 28. That is a kid who he was one of the original three. Christian Torres, Eric Duenas, and Tony Leone. One of the original three signings from the academy, all of them at about 15 or 16 years old. And I was so interested to see what this kid would look like. And I have to be honest, Philly, for everything that Franco Escobar impressed me with in the first half, and I am not comparing Tony Leone to Franco Escobar. They are two worldly different players. I was that impressed with Tony Leone in the second half. Real quick, Philly, September 21st, 2000, Jorge Almaguer is 21 years old from Dallas, Texas, and he's through the Dallas Academy. And I'll say this. Yeah, that let's, is a gold let's mine. Let's talk about the talent. Dallas Academy for a quick second here. <laughs> it's a gold mine, gold I mean, mine, gold geez. mine talent. We, we got Justin Che, who just signed with Bayern, right? He's going he's gonna to trial or play or something with Bayern. Uh, you may have heard of Ricardo Pepe. He's kind of a big deal right now. Dante Seely is out there. Walker Chris Zimmerman. Chris Richards, who's Weston currently McKinney. on Bayern. Yeah, I mean, massive names from the Dallas Academy. So this guy who has played a ton in USL1 with North Texas SC. It's actually that, a legit USL team. Yeah, they are. But that's, that's where Jorge Almaguer came from. And you know what? I have to say, Jorge Almaguer, if you're re-watching the game, number 39, Played rather well for us, huh, Philly? He he certainly did. But I have a question for you. Question. Let's see if you can answer this. You mentioned the number 28. Who was the original number 28 in 2018? Oh, my God. The original? I know this answer because I, well, I'll I'll let you guess and then I'll tell you. The original? No, 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 no. Put that laptop down. Put that laptop down. uh, I am looking at you from the corner of my eye. Don't think you're going to cheat me, Scarf. The original? I can see the player. (laughs) Nope. you, You, my friend. Have stumped the scarf. Oh, baby. We're, oh, we're kicking 2022's first episode. The, oh, hold on. I just want to make sure I even have it in the thing. Hold on. Let me make sure because I keep track of all. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Don't blink, baby. Also from the don't Dallas blink. Academy. Oh you, like the, you like that tie-in, that don't you? That is a great segue. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> this is Shaft what happens when Brewer Philly doesn't stop Ju- working. Jesus, Mary and Joseph Shaft Brewer Jr. Don't blink. Oh, I, hey, look, there's a reason why I put that one out of my mind. That was, <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys, he just threw out Shaft Brewer Jr. It's, it's been a long day. Oh my goodness. Hey, Philly, you have successfully, successfully, Su- successfully, I don't even know what I said. Stump the scarf. Congratulations. Hey, I'm 10 minutes pretty good in right to now. his preseason debut. We don't know what happened with Danny Musovsky, but the moose was no longer loose and got taken out off of the pitch for number 50 or for number Danny Trejo, who wear what? 
36? Was Danny Trejo 36? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you, we, we, Hold on. I have it right here. I we we wrote it down. Look. I mean, the uh, the preseason roster. I mean, and we put posted that on, on social media, on Instagram. Here's the funny thing. I did not notice this. Yes. And I, I forget who. I just got a message about it. Pancho Janela is listed on that preseason roster as yes. 6'2". As 6'2"? <laughs> so clearly somebody <laughs> is drunk in the front office. Pancho, 36. I was right. 36, Danny Trejo. And, and look. I, I have a special place in my heart for Danny Trejo because Philly, as you noted, and as LAFC Rich noted, about six hours before the Super Draft, I tweeted out there you into did. the universe, really hope LAFC takes a chance on this kid from Danny Trejo. And he's from Mendota, California. And again, fantastic documentary on ESPN about the Mendota High School football team. Please make sure you check that out. I am rooting like hell for number 36, Danny Trejo. And we know the the original Danny Trejo is rooting for him too, which is pretty great. The original Danny Trejo is a big Rams fan. He is. in the. He's also... Saw him last do, game. Am I allowed to spoil? I'm not going to spoil things. Danny Trejo made a huge television debut. Uh, this last year too. I'll, I'll fill Philly in. He hasn't seen it. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. But, oh, do you? We're nice. talking about Boba ba, 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 ba. Really? People might not have seen it. I mean, Don't at this point, I mean, that, that was like a couple episodes ago at that's this point. That's true. He's in Boba Fett. Guys. Yeah. It's friggin' cool. Danny, I, I actually, I was like, ah, that's Danny Trejo. It's kind of cool. I was very excited. Uh, so anyways, 70th minute, Tomas Romero pressed into action with a nice save into the box after a nice little one-two combination play from New England. But Philly, our weight what play of the match? No doubt the save of the match does not come from Maxime Cropot because he's in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. It did not come from your Miami McCarthy, nor from Georgetown's finest Tomas Romero. Sitting on the bench was Abraham Romero, number 99, who did not come into the match at all. It's that man that I was talking about that I was so excited to see play. Number 28, Tony Leone. And you and I, I mean, we we actually kind of jumped out of our seats. We said, wow, that was a beautiful. We forgot we were in the press box for a minute, but that's fine. It was a beautiful save off the back line by Tony Leone to keep it at one nothing. Yep. there. I mean, that was an inevitable goal. We're looking at it thinking, all right, this is 2 nothing. Then out of nowhere comes off Tony Leone. Rebound. Yeah. I mean, it was, was it was an excellent play, and it certainly kept us in the match. So so that's what happened there. I mean, it took so long for any kind of action to happen within the second half. That was rough. Most of the fun in terms of performance, ball movement, etc., happened within the first 45 minutes of the game. But it certainly took about, shoot, 20, 30-ish minutes for anything to really go down as far as the second half yeah. is concerned. Yeah. 79th minute, the game changer for today's match, yeah. Bruce Elmesmari, who uh, you y'all no doubt he, heard of. He was our star man today playing on the right. Yeah, and he's... I'm trying to find a way to like rhyme Miss Mari. Yeah, have fun with that his, one. That's why I didn't even try. His name is Bruce Els. Uh, I don't have anything. No, nope, I, that's okay. okay. All right. He entered in for, in the 79th minute for Mahala. Uh, Bruce rocking number 38. Bruce chilling in Las Vegas. Yeah. Not literally. I mean, playing for Las Vegas, chilling in L.A. He enters the match and it was a big deal. Because and, and he came over with some fanfare too, right? Like also in the, is it the Pachuca system yeah, 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 yeah. that he was in, right? Like this was a player who a lot of people thought might get some regular minutes with the club last year. Yeah, and uh, he didn't. He was, he did you not. know, he he did his thing though. Obviously, in in Pichu, uh, with with the lights. Yeah, one of the few players that we could say did their <laughs> things for the lights. But you know, and talking about another like lights player, their their leading scorer, eighty fifth and eighty sixth. Cal Jennings just misses getting on the end of one, and on their next possession, it's Bruce Bruce Elmesmari. Not That's right. Not not the not other Bruce. Arena. He was on the sideline. No, taken down in the box to earn a late 
PK for LAFC. So he's Bruce certainly earned his stripes. And, you know, I, you made the call earlier. You made the connection in terms of uh, what month we're in and the, uh, the right. season. So I'll let you take the goal call on this. I love it. It is fall in January at Bank of California Stadium. Get your sombreros ready, everybody. Mama do fall with the PK. And look, we, we were having a conversation about this, you and I, when we were at the esteemed restaurant, the Olive Garden, before uh, before we recorded <laughs> today's match. finest Italian establishment Soup, this side of the Empire Center sticks. in Burbank. They, they are to Italian food what Taco Bell is to Mexican food. Thank I love you, it so Olive much, Garden. all I had was half a bowl of minestrone. Listen, I had the gnocchi soup that was really good, the soup salad I had soup sticks. too, a double makers on the rocks. <laughs> You, you win, sir. And that was a healthy pour. Thank you to that bartender. He did a very good job for you. But look, it, Mamadou Fall, it, I just love this kid, man. It, I, what were we talking about before I talked about? Oh, I remember what it was. Why he was taking the PK. Jeez, the ADD is real right now. Why he was taking the PK. You look out there, Philly, and other than like Cal Jennings, there was no real player who had given us significant minutes last year on the pitch for LAFC. So I, I would have been totally fine, by the way, with Bruce taking it. Bruce, Bruce Elmasmari, number 38. But Mamadou, what I love about Mamadou Fall, he does not get cheated on that PK opportunity. He stepped up and absolutely blasted one. I think Jacob Jackson, who was the, the second keeper in. He, he, he chose Nation, the right direction. He chose the right way. He might have even gotten a paw on it, maybe a, maybe a knuckle or a pinky or something. But it was Mamadou Fall leveling things at one. And just when you thought, you're thinking about Mamadou Fall, right, Philly? And you go, all right, they're giving Ibeaga the start over Mamadou. Even though we don't have a full back line right now, we know we're going to get Eddie Segura back there. And the starters are obviously Eddie Segura and Jesus Murillo. Maybe Fall gets some minutes, but Segura never comes off the pitch. And Moody, he plays long minutes, too. He might unless get spelled. He fa- unless he gets unless his red he gets card. Unless he gets a red card, right? Very much prone to foul trouble. He really is. That's This is starting to become a thing. So so maybe you're kind of wondering, right? Is Ibeaga going to get those minutes? Is it going to be Mamadou Fall? There's no Tristan Blackman anymore. He's gone. So, you know, we don't have to worry about that. But who will that center back minute, who will those center back minutes go to? And the way that Tony Leone played well today, I mean, he he could be vying for some of those second team center back minutes. But Mamadou Fall with the goal. And Philly, the last thing, the last thing to cap off the match in the 90th minute, jump for LA Football Club. Ole, ole. How awesome was it? to see the waves of humans in the 3252 at a time where physical contact, you, you never know. I mean, we were hugging people out of Christmas tree lane and other people were like, Hey, let's just do a fist bump. And that's cool. We don't care. We're good with either way, but to see the chorus of the black and gold faithful, the 3252 arm in arm jumping for LA football club, which by the way, our respective significant others right there in the front row with Eddie and, uh, and a few other people there. It was so great. It was like the icing or the cherry on top of the icing on a cake. You had mentioned cake earlier. Now I want cake. It's By just, the ocean? <laughs> there you go. I just thought it was so cool to see Jump Frelly Football Club. Uh, one whole minute of stoppage time, and that leads us to a 1-1 draw. Let's see. Last year it was 2-2 and 3-3, so we had to get 1-1. Yeah, and as far as the full-time stats are concerned, yep. LAFC with 11 shots, 
New England Rev with 13 in terms of shots on goal. LAFC with five. New England Revolution with seven. LAFC were the naughtier of the two sides with nine fouls compared to New England Revolution's six. Each side with a yellow card apiece. LAFC winning (laughs) in the red card category. And when it comes down to the saves, it was LAFC with six saves. So if, if Miami McCarthy had four in the first half, that means Romero had... Two in the second. Look hey, at you doing mathematics. Math. You're the, hey, that. you're the resident math and Latin teacher. Here. I must be doing well if you got that one right. But the scoring line, <laughs> one to one, and it just is. A, it is. It, look, it's a common occurrence. It bleeds over from last year. We have a tie in preseason. Yep. We have LAFC giving up a late goal in in a half. We have Murray getting sent off because he was a Nazi boy. So certain things. That was a dumb one too. Yeah, certain things look the same as they did last year. But hey, you know what? We're not there to judge. Um, it was nice seeing Carlos. All right, let's talk about the things that we liked. That's hey, the next thing on this on this rundown is Philly's thoughts. Oh, let's really? talk about I should it, probably baby. Let's scroll down. No, you're good. You're you're segueing right into where we're supposed to be, Philly. Let's talk about the things you like. I mean, look, I, I like the connection between Chicho and Vela. They they seem to connect quite well. Yes, Carlos has no problems being unselfish and passing the ball to Chicho. I mean, they nearly connected five minutes into the match. Yeah, and and Carlos kept looking for Chicho multiple times throughout the course of the first half. That was exciting. At the same time. We talked about this earlier. Something that ex- was exciting for us was the play of Franco Escobar, somebody who we see as an energizer bunny in that back line, going from one point of the turf, turf, that's an indoor soccer thing, pitch to another. And so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I mean, those are the two things that stuck out the most to me. Yeah. I'd be very interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, look, first of all, I think that this is what we saw in the first half, what we saw in the second half especially too, what we saw in the first half it's nothing like what the first 11 is going to look like at the start of the season, right? We, we talked about it already. No Eddie Segura. We don't know if it's going to be Latif Blessing or Jose C. Fuentes wasn't out there either. Uh, obviously, no Ilya Sanchez, no Kellen Acosta, no Maxime Cropot. So what we did today and against a roster that was pretty solid for New England, we're talking about... Adam Buxa, who scores goals in Major League Soccer. To me, the most deadly one-two combination from midfield to forward position right now is Carlos Hill and Gustavo Bo. I think they're absolutely incredible. I think that we could have that with Kellen Acosta and Carlos Vela or Kellen Acosta and Chicho Arango or Kellen Acosta and Brian Rodriguez, but we don't have that now. So this is nothing like things are going to look. Of course not. So just like all those fans out there that were reading a lot into Steve Chirundolo's Las Vegas Lights wins and loss record being a harbinger of things to come for his LAFC tenure, same thing here. Not going to read a lot into it, but like you, I I saw a couple of players. I mean, look, Franco Escobar, you and I came away so impressed with this kid in the first half. Played an incredible first 45 minutes. Two things that I took away from that I was pretty impressed with. Number one, Carlos Vela playing 45 minutes. I was shocked that Carlos Vela played the entire first half in this match. I, I, I just, there's something about that that bodes well for what I think at least the first six months of this season, or I should say like three and a half, four months of the season is going to be through that July transfer window. The second for me is Tony Leone. I absolutely love the way Leone played. I felt like Bruce Almasmari did exactly what he was supposed to do, right? Come in for the last 10 minutes, cause some hell. And he did. He took got taken down in the box. We've seen it over and over again, Philly, with super sub Latif Blessing, right? If he doesn't start, he comes in and he usually is able to make an impact. The other thing I will say, the one last thing that I want to mention is Chicho Arango, Philly's 
favorite player to <laughs> sing about on the pod. I don't know <laughs> for, now. for now with, with the exception of maybe Jordan Harvey, the exception of maybe Jordan Harvey. I don't know that I have seen a player through our first five years now with LAFC look happier in on around near parking to the pitch, whatever he's doing around LAFC, the dude just looks like he's happy to be here. And I hope, 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 hope that he is able to have the season that we all hope he can. He looked great today. You mentioned it, that connection, that front line. I don't know that we've ever come into the season. I know actually I'll, I'll say this. I know we have never come into a season with the offensive potential that we have with the three that we have up top with Chicho, Brian, and Carlos Vela. Say what you will about Brian. He was an incredible player for the last maybe eight or nine games this season. I don't know, maybe not incredible, but he was a he was a very, very good player for us for the last eight or nine games this season. Chicho has been a revelation for this team as opposed to the revolution who we played today. And Carlos, when he is on, is one of the five best players in Major League Soccer at his worst. So... I'm really looking forward to those three things, but I just love Chicho. I love how happy he looks. I mean, Philly, we saw it after the match, right? He was hanging out. He was with Paul. Any player that can make Paul smile for that many times after the match, after he's already done all his hard work, Paul's ready to go home. Any player that can make somebody smile as much as he did today, I love Chicho. He certainly makes Panda smile. <laughs> oh, So I might like singing about him, but I don't know. I I don't know for how much longer. I love you, buddy. (laughs) Look, this has been the first episode, Philly, of a recap in LAFC 2.0. Yes, we had the the preseason episodes. We had the interstitials between the two seasons. Episode 180 is going to be great because we'll have lots of news. And Philly's Philly's pouting a little bit right now. I want (laughs) to I want to give him a hug after this is all over. But look, either way, we've got a news. Filled episode coming for episode 180. Lots more preseason. Philly, do you by chance have the preseason schedule pulled up? Because I'm pretty sure I was supposed to pull up the preseason schedule. And right now my computer is asleep. So just curious. I know our next match is it out in Irvine. And then we get to go play at Polo Fields out in Santa Barbara. Uh, at the Co- No, is it the Coachella? Is it, Are we going to Coachella? I don't know where well, we're going. Uh, well, we're not really going anywhere no, no, because we, LAFC. We, be, yeah, you're right because like that's not going to be open to the public. It so is not on February the second. This will be an interesting one, and too bad it's not open to the public. Right? LAFC takes on Bob FC Toronto <laughs> at 11 a.m. Bradley FC because there's two of them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And so that's that's one preseason match. Then we have the day after Valentine's Day, LAFC takes on Adrian Perez United. Uh, that's DC United at 4 p.m. Uh, followed by six days after that, we take on the New Jersey Energy Drinks at noon. And again, all these games are close to media and close to fans. They will be just glorified exhibition matches. Which one is down in Irvine? Is that the one against uh, Bradley FC? I think so, because yeah. I think the DC United and the uh, the Red Bull is going to be at Coachella. Coachella uh, may- Invitational. Maybe we could just like find, you know, just hide by a fence or something. Because they're going to be playing that area that they're playing. I mean, there's tons of fields, if I'm not mistaken. We can, you know, like come in there and sneak on as like groundskeepers and see what we can see and scout notes. But then after all that, we are starting our season much earlier than we ever have. Yeah, we are. February the 26th at home against the team that ended our season last year, the Mark Anthony K. Colorado Rapids. We are squaring off against them at Bank of California Stadium at 12.30 p.m. on February 26th. And that rounds out the first uh, month of the season. Scheduling with Philly. 
Yeah, Look at right. That. that was fun. A little bit of a a, a a juxtaposition, if you will. There, Mark Anthony K. Stephen Betashore, ready to be welcomed back. William Yarborough, who we had the pleasure of seeing Jack Price back up uh, Leon after we beat Leon and knocked them out of Champions League a couple years ago. It's going to be a fun season, Philly. We got so much more to talk about. I know you are in the midst of a fun season already with the MASL and Ontario Fury, but we are I need back. Sleep. Back in black, as Max Bredos likes to say. (laughs) And we are ready to bring it all to you guys. This is one scarf, J.R. Liebert, for my buddy Christian, Philly, Philemon, episode 179, which we have uh, have kind of aptly titled, The Revolution Was Not Televised. That's a a play on. Anyways, you guys, we love doing this. And we're going to be back for episode 180 sooner than you think. And that'll be a recap of the preseason match against Bradley FC. But again, if you haven't tuned in to any of our other previous 178 episodes, you're about to find out how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye.